Welcome to Fear and Greed, the week ahead. I'm Sean Aylmer, and as always, I'm joined by economist Stephen Kukulis. You'll find him at thekook.com, T-H-E-K-O-U-K.com, and on Twitter using the handle thekook. Stephen, you'd be exhausted after last week. Oh, Sean, what a week it was. I'm battered <laughs> and bruised. Uh, the RBA shocked me and a lot of other people. We had pretty soggy GDP numbers. We had a Bank of Canada rate hike and, of course, uh, our RBA rate hike. So, yeah, plenty of news last week. And uh, hopefully this week's a bit quieter, although there are some important things still to come. So, I mean, it is kind of – last week was like Christmas week for economists, so much <laughs> to do. However, where we stand today, it's, it doesn't look that good for the local economy. Things are slowing down. The interesting thing to me in terms of the economic data, not so much the RBA action, was in, the national accounts are always very good. The national accounts include the GDP numbers, and we know that growth slowed to just 0.2% in the March quarter. In per capita terms, it was minus 0.2. So, yeah, we've got that slowdown occurring. And the economy had to slow down. It's important to remember that we were overheating, basically, during 2022, and which was one of the reasons, one of many, for the inflation spike. So it had to slow down. That's one thing. However, if we look at the subset, we can see it's the household sector that's under a lot of pressure. And for obvious reasons, cost of living, real wages going backwards, inflation rising more quickly than wages, and of course, of course, of course, interest rates going up. So consumers actually had the lowest household saving rate in 15 years. So we're now getting to the position where consumers are not adding much to their savings because they have to pay for you know, cost of living issues and for their mortgage. Okay. So, I mean... <laughs> That, that's a national accounts. What about rates? Do you think we're going to, I mean, the household sector's hurting. That's clear. What does the Reserve Bank do? It, it wants to lift rates further to cull inflation because it's still too high, but it's got this household sector that's really hurting. The household sector's hurting. And the interesting thing too is that the global economy is weakening. It, it, it's curious to sort of see the German economic data confirming a recession. They've had two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. The whole Eurozone's in the same area. So there's a recession in Europe, which is you know a big part of the global economy. China, after that initial euphoria from the post-COVID reopening uh, a few months ago, has now sort of fallen over. And they're actually talking easier policy there in China because the economy is so weak. And inflation in China, just by the way, is zero percent. So you've got these things and the RBA have got to be in their bonnet about wages and productivity. I think they got, well, uh, a bit of a nasty shock, if we can call it that, from the Fair Work Commission ruling a couple of weeks ago, the 5.75% increase in the minimum wage, which sort of parlayed through to a whole lot of other awards. So there's a bit more complexity to it than that. But really, they're just at a time when they're sort of hoping and, and they're still expecting inflation to fall. That's still that's still on the cards. There's no doubt about that. But the trajectory of that slowdown in inflation is something that's probably spooked them. Wages perhaps being a problem. They're, I'm not sure yet whether they're sort of uh, calling that correctly. But, you know, they're the ones that pull the trigger on interest rates and they're very, very hawkish. Hmm. Okay. So what about this week, Stephen? We've got the labour force figures. Labor force figures, and that's one of the other things that's all feeding into wages, as we were just discussing. But you know, just the economy more broadly. And last month, you might recall that we had a bit of a statistical quirk. Maybe, maybe employment fell by four thousand. The unemployment rate kicked up to three point seven percent. So, one month's numbers. Of course, we never get too excited. But here we are. We're going to have a second month's numbers. Look, 
The market is forecasting a small increase in employment for the unemployment rate to remain about 3.7%. Absolutely vital information in terms of the skill shortages, labour shortages, wage pressures and these sorts of things in the economy. If we were to get a solid number, then that's fine. It validates what the RBA has done, perhaps. Uh, but the the thing which would be, what do we call it, more uh, of a driver of extra volatility in the markets anyway, would be if we get a soggy number, if we get another really tepid increase or a small fall in employment, and the unemployment rate creeps up to 3.8 or 3.9, then I think we have to have a really serious consideration about just how the labour market's performing and how quickly it can turn. Okay. The, the other thing that, or another thing that's out this week is the National Australia Bank business conditions and confidence. One thing from last week's national accounts, which were okay, is actually business spending, business investment. Indeed, and thank goodness for that. You know, we, we've known for some time that you know the NAB survey of business conditions has been a lot more upbeat than consumers. You know, consumers are very gloomy, but the NAB business confidence measure is sort of at or even slightly above the long run averages that we've been seeing over many decades. So the business sector is actually looking to ramp up their capex. And again, in the GDP figures that came out last week, you quite rightly point out that there was an increase in business investment in the March quarter, thankfully, and that contributed to the the positive GDP result that we saw. So the business confidence conditions index that we'll see uh, later this week will be really important to see whether that generally slightly positive tone, slightly upbeat tone to the business sector is still there. If there's any deterioration in that outlook from the business sector, then again, it feeds into this whole you know, debate, how strong is the economy? What sort of landing is the economy going to have in the second half of 2023? A soft landing, which we all hope for, or a hard landing, which of course is a bit um, uncomfortable. And of course, Westpac consumer sentiment this week too. Consumers aren't happy. Consumers are glum, yes. The, um, it's hard to imagine that being strong because the survey has been conducted after the rate hike of last Tuesday. It's going to probably be a very weak number. And why that matters is that when consumers are gloomy, when they're feeling pessimistic, they tend to hunker down with their spending. So uh, if we get a, a poor uh, level of consumer sentiment, you can be pretty sure that that soggy retail sales performance that we've seen over the last few months will continue into May and even June. Stephen, have a great week. Thank you, Sean. You too. That was economist Stephen Kukulis, better known as The Kook. You can find him at thekook.com and follow him on Twitter using the handle The Kook. I'm Sean Aylmer, and this is Fear and Greed, The Week Ahead. 